All right, welcome everybody. We are live. This is the How to Be a Trophy Wife podcast. This is episode number two. And I'm very excited and honored today because I have the reason that we have this podcast in the first place on the podcast. My amazing husband, Dr. Anthony Mattis. He is he is many things other than my husband. He is he is a facilitator of access consciousness and has been um, doing access consciousness for the last 12 years. He's an amazing man, the coolest guy that I know, and just a really, really powerful facilitator. Um, there's actually a few stories I want to tell just about um, the way that look, Anthony looks at the world and the difference that he is and just what a gift you are, Anthony. And so thank you for being on the show today and being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank yeah. you for the introduction. Yeah. Close. Um, so one of the things, so we're talking about being a trophy wife, which is kind of a hilarious, it's, it's something for fun, but it's also, it's actually something that is an invitation to husbands and wives being kinder to each other and, um, and changing really the dynamics of, of relationship. You know, you were on, you were listening to the episode one with Gary Douglas and, and he was just really talking about how like a true trophy wife actually makes her husband feel well about himself and and look well and 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 has more of a sense of who he is and more of a sense of greatness in his world and i thought that was such a beautiful definition of trophy wife that is something that nobody ever talks about i mean gary really helped take it and flip it on its head into something really really beautiful and kind of mystical actually and i really really like that and it's also about each person receiving from the other one and contributing what they can. And I think that you and I have been able to do that in a lot of ways. I know that we're definitely not perfect and we've worked through so many things and continue to do so. But I I just wanted to first ask like for you, um, what has this whole trophy wife thing sort of been in your world and brought up for you other than, just sort of the obvious this reality things, but like from a really different perspective, like what have you, how have you seen it? Yeah, well, no, I mean, you know, that's the gift that Gary is. He always has a way of flipping things <laughs> on top of their heads right. to get you to see things from a completely different, you know, point of view. And, you know, the whole subject of trophy wife does bring up a lot of judgment in people's world, either good judgment or, or bad judgment. So, when I, um, I never thought of myself as a man who, um, well, first of all, I thought I had to be really rich to be able to be someone who had a trophy wife. <laughs> Cause like, it's like, don't trophy wives really just go after, after rich and powerful husbands. So I may have the powerful part down, but certainly not rich quite yet. So, <laughs> so according to this reality, it doesn't quite meet those standards. I'm not like Richard Branson or anything or, you know, somebody like that so that kind of throws that whole idea out the window you definitely didn't choose me because i'm tall dark and handsome and i'm rich so (laughs) anyway but that's a side note um no i I love exactly what he says you know and and it kind of just goes back to what he says if you're gonna choose relationship any kind of relationship it's like 
you should, you should, the contribution should be to make each other's lives 10 times greater. Otherwise, what's the point of being in one? And so, so coming together, um, it greater for both of us on so many different levels. I mean, you were really young. I mean, I'm twice your age. I had three kids, you know, that I brought to the table. I was a widower actually. And, uh, but it had been about five years since, you know, um, their mom had died. And so you were what, just 23 years old when we started to date and then 24 by the time we got married. But it's like, you know, you made a really, 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 really big choice to yeah. jump in on this, this sort of ship that have had been moving across the oceans. <laughs> <laughs> Literally and truly. Yeah. I mean, it's like I've been moving across the oceans. Very well said. I remember when, you know, when we started, you know, looking at this thing as a possibility where I'm like, you know, you need to talk to Gary and stuff like that, because this is not some small task. It's like, it's not just me, you know, and then you have the age difference, right? And then, but, you know, there's three other human beings that, um, you know, required you know, a lot of attention. I mean, we have a very demanding family and it starts with me. It starts with me. And we're also a very uh, brash or blunt family as well. We call things as we see it. We don't keep things secret in our family. We, we, when we see something, we call it out, <laughs> you know, and really? just being the Canadian that you are, that's not, that wasn't something that you were used to. That that was a learning curve for me. I was <laughs> like, that's me. And I yeah. <laughs> I used to go and run and hide under the covers and shut the door. And, and just that was like my way of getting a little bit of refuge <laughs> from the intensity. Literally, literally, too. Like, that's exactly what you did. Yeah. Everybody be like, where's Julia? We're just having normal conversations. And you're like, the door's locked. And I'm like, I don't I'm like, know. I think she's struggling. Intensity. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, how are you doing? She's like, I just need a timeout. <laughs> so, no, it yeah. Was, yeah, for me, it was, um, for me, when I met you, um, you know, and thought about becoming what I didn't know at the time was a trophy wife, <laughs> um, was... Yeah, you were making money. You were making more money than me when I met you. I well, like, I, think trophy wife, I think trophy wife, too, is actually about the age difference. Um, maybe even more so than the money, actually. Yeah. I was reading up definitions online. Mm. Um, and then, um, but yeah, no, I, I was making money and I had been facilitating. I had traveled the world like a couple times over almost by the time I had met you and was facilitating and, you know, had a really healthy uh, entrepreneurial business with access, consciousness. And so it was like, I kind of had lived, like started, started partying when I was 15 my parents never got in the way of me doing what i wanted to do they would they would take me to, to parties and then like at 2 a.m they'd be like okay it's you know they didn't give me curfew so we would call them when we were done drunk <laughs> bush and then they would drive out and pick up me and my friends from some remote location in the bush and bring us home and so there was never a sense of wrongness or a sense that you couldn't do something or a sense that you were too young or never was I told I was too young for something so it kind of did make it kind of I kind of grew up fast in some ways some ways I didn't I definitely learned that as I became stepmom but um 
but in some ways that I did. And so like by the time, you know, I went to college when I was 18, I moved out and I just like had a lot of fun and did a lot of things and became a certified facilitator of access uh, in my second year of college. And so it's like I was able to I had lived so much life already. I'd lived like a couple lives already into uh, one thing. And then so when I met you at 22 and then we got together and I was 23, it was like it was like I was ready to do something totally different. I had travel well i was already i was still travel but i had partied i had done so many things and i just like i was like i love these people like you guys just matched me and i had i don't know if you know this i had like a year a year before i met you i like was like i really like i'm a social person and like i need some amazing people in my life like i'm not the kind of person who's just gonna like really live alone. And I mean, I could, but it was like, I was like, there are amazing beings on the planet and I could like sense you guys. And I was like, where are these people? And so I was like, okay, universe. And I recommend, this is a tool. I recommend everybody use this tool. I went universe. What would it take to be surrounded by the most, and these were my ass. These were the, the describing factors. I said, can I please be surrounded every day by the most kind, conscious, happy, different, joyful, nurturing people on the entire planet. And um, like, what would it take for them to show up? And, 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 and I asked for people who were really funny and really interested in consciousness. And so I kind of like pictured that I would be like in some sort of like writer's group with like other people who were like in their they were like 20s. I thought it would be like a writer's group in Vancouver or something. And yeah. I had no idea who to show up. And then, know that you'd be with a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 7-year-old. No, but it totally matched energy. So then like when I met you and we were all sitting around the kitchen table, because I pictured my writer's group that I thought it was going to be. That was I us. I didn't even write anything. I don't know why I thought that. But it was you guys. I looked around the table and I went, yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, this is even better than I imagined it could be. I was so grateful yeah. because you guys are so alive and as intense yeah. as it can be sometimes, it's like I'm that alive too. And I've almost made myself dead in a lot of ways. And, and you guys have like, like just ignited something in me that is so important and, and so basic to who I am that. I just, I'm just so grateful to you guys. You guys have given me so much, so cool. much. Thank you. And you've given us so much too. You know, Thank you. You brought, you brought a hominess to the home that <laughs> we didn't have before. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. I do love creating home. I have, I have an ice cream machine. I make cakes. I love cooking yeah. from every got single fat. culture. Got together. Yeah. I got fat. My stomach was fine. I was trying to get a dicky do. <laughs> I made him fat. So you know funny. what a dicky do is? For those of you who don't know, it's when your belly sticks out bigger than your dicky do. <laughs> yeah. That happens when you have somebody cooking really good for you every night. And you're like, yeah. well, I can't say no. So yeah. it's like. Well, yeah. that's okay. Then we started eating healthy again, right? And now 
No, I'm up, now I have no ass. My, now I lost my ass. I lost the dicky do, but I also lost my ass too. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? It never just goes where you want it to go. It always goes like everywhere. <laughs> I know. It's like you on a girl, you like lose it on your boobs first. You're like, what yeah. the hell? It's like, come on, man. Exactly. My butt was like my best quality. It was even better than my face. <laughs> well i love you anyways i'm so so anthony and i haven't seen each other for like two and a half weeks i'm in costa rica at elugar starting what we call an access consciousness six-day event and he's at home and then you're going to mexico this weekend yeah, right tomorrow tomorrow morning you're going tomorrow to mexico yeah. so cool to facilitate talk to the entities i am yeah yeah amazing I'm looking forward to it yeah oh so cool so so can you talk a little bit about some tools that you have used to help me have more of a sense of who I am? Because I guess that's really what a trophy husband and wife relationship is about, is about this kindness to secretly or however facilitate somebody to have more of a sense of self-worth and a sense of their self. Yeah. Well, you know, something that's always just brought me great joy in general, or you know, is just, no matter who's in my life, you know, and especially, you know, you know, my spouse, my lover, my girlfriend, whatever, but my best friends and stuff. I don't know. I've always been just sort of like the type of person that always wanted to be space for, for people to be everything that they are, you know, and one of the things I was attracted to you about the most was your, your intense curiosity for things that were beyond normal right and 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 it was really cool because i didn't really start making you know i decided to go to chiropractic school which was very out of the box when i was 25 so that was sort of like a leap but it really wasn't until i was about 30 when i started getting into metaphysics and things like that um where i really started to make a commitment to really start studying and looking at things like that were really way beyond the, the norm so here you were when I first met you, you're 22 years old and you're sitting there like raising your hand every other time Gary and Dane would speak. And I'm like, who is this young lady? You know, and it was more than you just being really cute and sexy and all that stuff. It was like you were smart and that really intrigued me. But like, so I actually kind of got over my point of view about the age difference after about the third or fourth day, because then it just became about energy, like the energetics of it. And it's like, you know, on paper, when you look at it, it, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But the energetics of it was, you know, it just matched the future that I was trying to create for myself and for the kids. And so it was really cool. So, but, but when I'm with people, the people, no matter who it is, even as a chiropractor, you know, I, I just always wanted the best for others. You know, I always, and what really, really turned me on about life and living the most was getting to see people like utilize their talents and gifts at their the fullest and highest level. And so my point of view was like, you know, if I'm going to be in a relationship with anybody, it's like what Gary says, it's just to contribute to making each other's lives 10 times greater. And so it, it's encouraging each other. Cause like you, like there are things that I would, I have been made wrong for my entire life. And there were things that I would not value about myself because I couldn't see where it would fit anywhere in this world. And you would look at those particular things and acknowledge them as like, 
me being a genius. And I'm like, me, a genius? I was in the retard room growing up. What are you talking about? Like when you think of geniuses in this reality, you think of them as, you know, the kids who get the straight A's and they score the highest on the standard achievement tests and they get to go to all the Ivy League schools and blah, 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 blah. I wasn't that guy. So the word genius or even intellectual wasn't even my world. But what was really cool about you is like you would actually really see like you would listen to the things I would say and you would actually acknowledge the depthness of it that I used to be teased for. And yeah. I couldn't see where it would fit in this world. And so like that really like that matters. That really mattered to me. That was like, and it wasn't even you validating me. It was you like, you know, you're one of the smartest people I've ever met. I'm like, what? What do you mean? And you would kind of explain it. You're like, you really see the world through in a totally different way. And I never really like acknowledged that because I just, I learned how to start putting that on the back burner. But anyway, but when people get together, it's like, I want everybody to thrive. I even did that with my male friends. I wanted them to thrive. I wanted them to succeed. When I would see that, that they were holding themselves back, I'd be like, and I could be annoying and control. I'm definitely fucking controlling as fuck. But the way that I'm controlling is not from that space of abuse. It's like from the space of, and I'm, I know this might sound like a reason and justification, no. but it's more of a controlling because I've already decided what would be greater. Right. If people right. would just choose things. Right. right. So that's controlling. But still, I'd be like, come on, I know you can do it. You, you, you're so great at this and that. And the other thing, why are you not getting up every day and utilizing these capacities? Come on now. And I and I also have this, this sort of knack to see what it does to people's bodies when people aren't being who they are in the world. It's not about what you're supposed to be doing on a daily basis but it's about, are you truly being who you are? And so I would see things in people that sometimes that they couldn't see in themselves. And so for me, any relationship should be about that, whether it's, you know, just friends or lovers, it should be, and, and, and raising children, it should be about all of us creating the space for all of us to thrive, you know, succeed, and to contribute to one another where there's this gifting and receiving that's occurring simultaneously. So that's how I see it. But yeah, th there that are lots means, of, huh? That is a true trophy husband. Everything that you're describing. <laughs> yeah. Well, but sometimes when you have a point of view about what it's supposed to look like, then it kind of gets a little bit twisted. So yeah. And I'm that's okay. It, like, I was, but like, do you, like, it's so rare. I mean, I see this in, in Gary. I see, so Gary's the founder of Access Consciousness and he's on episode one. If you haven't listened to episode one, go yeah. back and listen to episode one. It's really unique and beautiful um, on this podcast. But I see Gary Douglas doing that and, and Gary has mentored both you and I for more than a decade and um, also been our marriage counselor, thank God. And, um, and, and really helped us see how great this relationship between us could be and he's really when things got tough he's really helped us honor each other and and trick each other in in good ways to to um make the other person happy and greater and and to have just more fun with each other and 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 we've been together for we've been married for seven and a half years and i don't feel like i'm married at all i i feel just like 
like, you know, not that heavy energy of, oh, I'm married. It's like, I just feel like I get to have this amazing, magical being of light named Anthony in my life who's there for me and helps me and, and, and holds me and, and at night and, and contributes to me financially and gave me these amazing friends in my life called stepkids. And so it's like, I, I see Gary doing this. I see Gary doing this at a high level. I see Dane doing this and I see you doing this. And can, are you still there? Anth? You yeah, froze. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, your face is frozen, but there, I'm oh. glad you're there. Hopefully it's a um, good face. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's like, I, I see, I see that intensity that you are of wanting everybody else to be greater. And that's such a gift. And I'm so lucky that I get to spend so much time with you and get to see that gift be put out into the world. Cause for me, it was a slightly different thing. I have to be really honest. Like I didn't really think about others becoming greater. I only really thought about myself. It's not true, but sometimes I could get into like a grumpy childish female sort of psychosis. And so it's like when you are this person who genuinely wants to contribute to somebody else that has contributed to me because you have taught me just by watching you over the years what it means to seek greatness mm -hmm. and what it means to um care about others so much that you want greatness for them yeah thank you i left myself out a lot though in that equation and and quest <laughs> you know and um and I also realized that you have to be the space for people to choose. And that, that was an area where I really wasn't good at. And that's where I needed to get a lot of facility. And I still, it's still ongoing facilitation where, where I actually do control so much so that it actually constricts like people, especially like us, the people who are like in access consciousness, it's like, we're not, we're not the motivated types or like, we don't like to be motivated by someone. It's like, we almost have to do the opposite approach. Like, ah, you can't do it. Yeah. You suck. You're pathetic. And then like, you know, humanoids, as we say, will be like, well, fuck you. I'll prove you wrong. But when you try to like coach a humanoid or inspire a humanoid or motivate a humanoid, it doesn't work. And sometimes I would get into like coach mode with you, with the kids, with everybody. And it's like, they have to separate and put the walls and barriers up. So I've, I've had to really learn and I'm a talker. I can talk. I've had to learn a lot to really just try to bite my tongue, you know, which hasn't mm -hmm. been easy because, because I, it took me a long time to see, but I'm like, but I'm controlling for people to be more I'm like, no, I was just controlling to actually, you know, project my point of view of what I thought would be best. It's like, what do I, how do I know what would be best for someone? I don't, you know what I mean? That's just the point of view. It's a presumptive reality that I was projecting on people. So sometimes this gift and capacity can get a little bit twisted as, as they all do when you're not really being in question. So, but thank you. No, thank you for the acknowledgement. But I also want to acknowledge it where A, I would leave myself out when trying to quote unquote, inspire others or you know what i mean and the other thing is sometimes i did especially with my family i would say my family the most uh is when i would do it sometimes from a place of control or presumptive reality which right. doesn't work either well you know i've been watching so so something that gary douglas does is he'll give somebody a movie or a tv show 
show that's their issue and invite them to watch it a whole lot of times uh, to really change and shift that energy. So he gave me um, the show Hoarders to watch. He told me to watch it a bunch like seven years ago. And then recently he said, watch it again 25 to 30 times. So I've been doing that. And what I've really been noticing from the show is like destruction. I've been looking a lot at destruction because I can, I can do creation and I can do destruction. And a lot of the people that I grew up around were, would go into a creative cycle and then they would go into a destructive cycle and then they would go into a creative cycle and then they would go into a destructive cycle. So that cycle, um, of destroying a good portion of the time is something that is really comfortable for me. And the way that I do it is not the way, like you, you'll have your limitations too, Anthony, and you'll destroy, but you don't destroy things in the way that I have. Um, so the more I'm actually watching hoarders, I'm realizing how much you just didn't want me to go into a destroy cycle and how much that bothered you. And yeah, I did that with my older son too, or all my kids. Yeah. I see them, you know, but it, but some of it also was from like PTSD. Right. <laughs> the yeah, minute no, I was like, nobody could fart. If someone farted, I would like overreact, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. whoa, no, what do you mean? Do you realize if you choose that, all this is going to happen, you know? And yeah. it would just be this intensity. But from my point of view, it was like, it's, you know, I'm being this way because I care. I don't yeah. want you guys to suffer. Right. Yeah. But it's like, and you were actually dealing with people between the ages of 10 years old and 30 years old, which is the most rebellious time of life. Dude, all at the same time, man. <laughs> your, your oldest wife and your youngest child were between 10 and 30. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, but thank you. Thank you for that. And, yeah. um, um, yeah, it you know. Thank you for being not, on today. I mean, we can. I, I'm just. Oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I mean, but it's like it just takes me back. Like I remember, just even as a kid, I just always like my my whole point of view was like as a kid. I'm like, I just want to enjoy this life as best as possible, and be the most that I can fucking possibly be. And even with my friends, even when I was a little kid and, and like when I was a teenager, the, when I would hang out with my male friends or whatever, it would always be about how can we maximize this moment in time together and make this fucking be so amazing. And so and they'd be like, get away from me, man. I said, God, you're so deep and intense. And I'm like, but it's like, we may not be here tomorrow, man. You know what I mean? I might not be here tomorrow. I want this fucking moment to fucking matter. So when I would see people choosing shit, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And I then I finally started giving up and I started saying, you know what? Fuck it. I might as well choose destruction too. Everybody else yeah. is. What's the point? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You had the presumptive reality that in order for, for you to choose it, they had to choose it with you. Yeah. Yeah. And then That's I would really be offended. Right. Like I would be totally offended. And then I'd get rejected. A lot of those relationships would leave, those people would leave my life. I yeah, mean, I, had a, I had a wife who killed herself. I'm like, seriously? You're 30 years old. What are you doing? And what it's like, can I just tell you how freaking happy I am that you have found an infrastructure that is called access consciousness that is completely and utterly designed for 
you to thrive, create that kind of greatness. Yeah. Like there's like a place for you now. I know. I, there's one of the first things Gary Douglas, the founder of access Consciousness, has said to me, he's like, look, access creates the space for you to be all of you. And that's and at the time like, I was a chiropractor, a practicing chiropractor. He's like, chiropractic doesn't. And he was right. I had to be serious, professional, Dr. Anthony Meadows here, you know. It's like, but nobody cared. They just, they, you know, it was like going to the butcher. I'm trying to give people broccoli when they want fucking meat. And I'm like, and I want to give them broccoli and, 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 you know, beet juice with ginger yes. in it and all that kind of shit. And I'm like, well, you can have the meat too, but don't you want all this stuff over here that's going to fucking animate your whole life and universe? Everything's going to be great. Your sex life's going to be better. Your money flows are going to change. You're going to feel better when you wake up. You're not going to have a fucking dicky do. You'll be able to see your penis in the morning when you pee. It's like, come on now. Let's fucking wake up. But nobody wanted that. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? You oh know, but God. yeah, no, access consciousness is, and I call it the playground. It's like the playground of possibilities because it is like play. Like I don't, and I'm so blessed with the fucking team that I have because to me, they do all the work. Like they do the work. I get to show up and facilitate, which is play for me. Yeah. It's fucking play. And it's like, I get paid to play. I get, pl I get paid to be all of me. What? Seriously? What a gift. I get paid to ask you a question for you to get an awareness about yourself so that you can become empowered, so you can know what's actually true for you. I get to do that and people give me money for it. And you said it right. It's an infrastructure. It's literally like the central nervous system of me being able to have the space to be everything that I am. And so how did we get so fucking lucky? And what's funny to me is all of us, including you, including our friends, we still resist it. <laughs> That's the funny thing is we still haven't like totally surrendered <coughs> to all of it. Yeah. Because it can be fucking intense, man. Access is definitely not for the faint of heart. It takes some time. I mean, I think to really unravel the tapestry of unconsciousness and anti-consciousness that we've woven for ourselves over the last four trillion years. Yeah, well, because you have to look deep up into your asshole. Pretty much. You know, and you don't get to put nose plugs on or anything. You have to smell how bad it is and you have to look at how bad it is. And it's like, even if you have like a reverse asshole, it's like you got to look at it without having a point of view so you can finally like change it. Totally. <laughs> totally. I hope your mom's not listening. She's like, what the, this conversation was beautiful. Then he goes into reverse asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I could never say that at a chiropractic health talk. <sighs> Who here has reverse asshole and is not willing to look at it? Raise your hand. Oh my God, so good, babe. <laughs> No, but yeah, no, the, I love that word, infrastructure. That's exactly what Gary has created and Dane has come along and created. And we're all still works in progress. But God fucking, we are so much better and greater than we were when we started, man. Oh, my God. I was a feral, wild animal when I came to Access. Yeah. And so is your vagina bush. 
Yep. It was, and it still is. And it sure is, man. I was like, wow. Bring it back to seventies. Woo. Just like a feral cat. That's where it belongs, out in the jungle. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. I'm like, I donated my clippers to you. My friends are all like, oh, I just love my laser hair removal. And I'm like, no, oh, don't get love. that. Your body would hate it. I'm like, I love that I know nothing about laser hair. You removal. would break the machines. <laughs> They'd be like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> does not compute this hair. Does yeah. not compute. Way too thick and viscous for the laser would machines. reverse back to the uh, the practitioner, and they would get lasered. <laughs> <laughs> it would turn into a sci-fi and then it would like start going out and attacking the world it would be like a zombie apocalypse but like the whole town would become bald yeah instead of like that big tit in the woody allen movie yeah. it would be a big hairy vagina coming to attack you <laughs> Oh man, if for those of you who haven't seen Woody Allen's Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Sex But Were Afraid to Ask, I highly recommend because the it, the whole thing ends in a big giant boob chasing men down the street. Yeah, should have been like a big hairy golden vagina. <laughs> oh, the boob was legendary enough that we all still talk about it. The vagina, yeah. that would have been really... And then they're showing like the vagina scary. pulsating, and then men getting hypnotized, like like uh, like uh, Don Quixote and uh, Man of La Mancha. You know, he'd be like, <laughs> knowing how how dumb men get from the. <laughs> that could be that could be uh, unconscious trophy wife right there. The men looking up at it. Or unconscious oh. trophy husband. Yeah, trophy husband. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse, ex forgive me. Or unconscious sugar daddy. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> to be a sugar daddy, don't I have to provide the sugar? <laughs> no sugar here. I think you had more money in the bank account than I did. Oh, that's all right, baby. Now you're providing me with maple syrup, coconut palm sugar, sugar in the raw. You got every kind None of None of it's hydrogenated. <laughs> sugar in the raw, bush in the raw. <laughs> and with that, folks, we should finish up for yeah. today. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so grateful right. for you. As you guys can see, Anthony's the funniest person I know. And he is just such a gift. And um, thank you. And, you know, so I just want to leave this, like, you know, for those of you listening, it's like, it, you know, you don't have to be young to be a trophy wife. You don't have to be of a certain age or status. It's like, you know, you want to ask the question, you know, if you have a relationship, it's like, how can I really contribute to this man becoming um, all that he can be, you know? And that's really the question. That's really or what a trophy wife is. And flavor of choices. Or whatever your flavor of choice is or the man. And then, you know, if you're single, it's like, ask, like, not for a relationship necessarily. It's like, just want to ask body, who's going to be nurturing? What's going to be nurturing? And that's really the gift that you can be. Yeah. So Absolutely. how does it get better? And Truly. Well, have so much fun in El Be bad. Thanks, Way more fun than being good.
Oh, thank you. I wouldn't have been able to be here if it wasn't for you. So thank you. You're welcome. All right. See you later. Okay. Bye, everybody. everybody.